Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine, or as in this week's case, ministries that haven't yet made the pages but are too good to not share. I'm excited today to have my friend Jim Winston joining me today. Jim is the chapter director of the local chapter of Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. Jim, thank you so much for joining me today. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you, Sandy. How you doing? You know, uh, as I like to say, no legitimate complaints. <laughs> I love Every, that. Everything else is just whining. You know? I love that. Or, you know, as our buddy Dave Ramsey would say, not, you know, I'm, what does he say? Better than I deserve. I just yes. stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, I actually, you and I and, and your beautiful wife, Penny, we have been friends. It was like instant friendship, and it feels like we've been friends forever. So as I so often do, I went back into my emails to see when the emails started between us, and we've only been friends for two years. Yes. <laughs> we, we met at a local event at a park. You had a booth there for Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you came over to meet me, and I was so taken. I did something I never do. I left my own booth and came to yours. And you left your husband in charge. And, you know, I could see the tension on your face for just a short amount of time. But he took care of it really well. He does he did, great. You know? He does great. But, you know, it's like you never know what people are going to say. It's <laughs> That's like, true. Mm, what's he going to say now? But, yeah, he did He did great. And so, and I'm, I've never regretted leaving the booth that day and coming over to meet Penny and to get to know you guys and find out a little bit more. So what can you share with us today? Because, you know, I fell in love instantly with the group. So what can yes. you tell us? It, the, the, short, the short term is FCPO, but it stands for Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers or Law Enforcement. Mm-hmm. So who are you? What do you do? Well, I'll start off with a little history uh, of the organization. Um, and it began in October of 1971 couple of guys who were uh, police officers with LAPD actually went to a Bible seminar in uh, Long Beach, California. Not together. They they didn't know that each other was going, and they just kind of bumped into each other while they were at the event. And they recognized other people who were there who they knew were also officers from uh, LAPD and, and other agencies in the LA area. And it occurred to them that as believers who also happen to work in law enforcement, and not just in law enforcement, but in the same agency, they had the ability to meet and share um, common ground as believers, common ground as law enforcement officers. So they began meeting and, and holding Bible studies together and formed initially what they called the Fellowship of Christian Policemen. That name was changed in 1972 to our, our current title, which is Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. And it was incorporated as a nonprofit ministry or a 501c3 in 1974. A little longer uh, than Christian Living Ministries, I might add. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they've, 
they are still going strong. Now, in May of 1988, they moved their national headquarters, and I don't know enough of the history of the organization to know why, but it did occur. They moved out of L.A. They moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is where they're currently uh, currently based. Interesting. And the organization has spread uh, in some respects outside the boundaries of the U.S. Uh, the FCPO for Canada was formed in 1983. And while they're two separate organizations, they do uh, meet as best they can, especially with today's circumstances, to work with each other and, and assist each other. So a picture of FCPO in the United States today, they have a membership of over 4,000 officers and over 250 local chapters nationwide. For what was initially called the Boise chapter, uh, was chartered in 1992. And at one time, uh, there were a total of three individual chapters in the state of Idaho. Boise, there was one in Pocatello, and there was one in the northern part of the state. I'm not sure if it was based out of uh, Moscow or, or Coeur d'Alene, but it was up north. And at some point in recent years, all three of those chapters have gone inactive. So when I became connected with Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers by um, running into them accidentally, and of course with God, nothing is accidental. Yep. It's uh, that's just when God wants to remain anonymous, you know. And my wife and I have been going to Washington, D.C. and taking part in the National Law Enforcement Ministry or Police Week, as uh, it's mainly known, um, for fallen officers, which occurs in May of every year. And we were out there and checking out all the booths, and we come around a corner, and here's a booth from FCPO. And inside the booth is um, was a guy by the name of Kevin Bernard, from Philadelphia PD, uh, who we have met through previous ministry trips out to D.C. And that got us connected with FCPO. And then when we moved up into Idaho and I started looking around and I realized there is no active FCPO chapter up here. So I started looking for um, people that would possibly be connected in reactivating the chapter. And in doing that, I ran across there, because there are several ministry groups that are law enforcement focused uh, through their membership uh-huh. in in the Boise and, and Treasure Valley area. One of them has been meeting on a regular basis. They meet on Friday mornings at a local restaurant uh, for Bible study. And they've been meeting since 1973. That's amazing. So they've been around as long as FCPO has been around. And since there was no other chapter, I was able to get some some people respond who were interested, were not members of the organization, so they joined up. And we uh, rechartered the chapter in 2020 and went ahead and renamed it Treasure Valley, Idaho, because, you know, I'm, I'm out in the uh, Payette area. Other members of the chapter are in the Boise area. And so we run 
the the whole range of the Treasure Valley. So we didn't just want to limit through name membership or focus to to Boise. And so we have been uh, meeting on a regular basis. We meet the second Tuesday, excuse me, second Thursday at, at a local coffee shop for the time being. Our, our membership is still rather small. Um, and it's been unfortunate just as we were gearing up, things with COVID came along and have kind of uh, held things back. But we're still here. We're not planning on, on leaving. But when I was reaching out to the other groups that already existed in the area, and what I was trying to explain to them was who FCPO was, what what they were, what they offered, and the reassurance that we are not here to take over your group, especially that group that's been meeting since 73, you know. I just wanted to offer up uh, information about the organization, what was available to FCPO that they could utilize for their their current group, and hopefully bring some of them into FCPO as as a member and blend their existing group and FCPO together to help each other out. Absolutely. And so that has been coming along. That's how I met, you know, the uh, current members that we do have in the other chapter, in our chapter. Matter of fact, one of them is a mutual friend of ours who you, you have had on the show before, and that is Jim Bocher, who you had him on for Man in the Mirror Ministries. My, my, my friend's Jim. Yes. <laughs> so Jim uh, is retired law enforcement and is a member of, of our local chapter here. And while I'm on that point, let me talk just a little bit about what membership is or what it entails. Membership in FCPO is open, obviously, to anyone in law enforcement, whether you're city police, sheriff, corrections, whatever, and also open to uh, what are known as associate members. And this can be uh, spouses, family members, um, just people in general that, you know, support law enforcement and also want to help with the faith aspect in law enforcement because that's what we're about is Christian fellowship. Absolutely. Membership is $5 a month minimum. Some people pay more, uh, but it's at least $5. And with that, it allows you access to the different programs and materials that FCPO has. One of the, I'm going to interrupt. I'm sorry. Sure. But one of my favorite offerings of FCPO is your Bible. Let's talk about that for just a sure. minute. You've, I still have a couple copies left. So if, if yeah. somebody, it's, so if there's law enforcement that's listening and you can't get a hold of Jim you and want one of these, I, I have a couple and I'd be happy to share them. That's why Jim gave them to me. So, yes. but let's share about these Bibles because they have really impacted a lot of lives. They have. Uh, we found out about them one during one of our uh, outreaches at Police Week out in Washington, D.C., and uh, was introduced to um, a representative from the American Bible Society. And they had teamed up with officers from Philadelphia PD 
to put out basically a, a law enforcement version of the Bible. And within the body of their publication, they added in testimonies and witnessing from police officers with that they contacted through Philly uh, PD. So it's like a law enforcement devotional Bible. It didn't change the Bible. It just added devotionals it, and, yes. and testimonies in there. Yes, and spoke to and those testimonies spoke to some of the specific issues that you run into in, in law enforcement. The fact that based upon the job, we're sometimes not very open to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to let people into our personal lives. And that's simply our mindset of trying to safeguard ourselves and our families when we're away from the job. Well, let's be honest. You see the worst of the worst. Yes. And, 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 you, get, and you get to clean up the mess from the worst of the worst often. Yeah. And so that does. That makes you very protective and, and very, very private. Yes. And also with, um, not with everybody, but with a lot of the personalities you see with police officers, we have a tendency to be, you know, A-type personalities. Yep. And not always uh, willing to seek out help when we need it. And so that sometimes is difficult for people. I know it was for me personally because I was not a believer. When I started in law enforcement, I was not a believer. And one of the struggles that I dealt with and in talking to others, they've had the similar thing is since we do have the personality that we do to give ourselves and our lives to Christ or to anybody else, to give up that control is just not something that we're necessarily uh, ready to do on a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And so that can be a struggle for someone who's in law enforcement who is not a believer to make that, that decision, make that transition. I was honestly very surprised at how quickly our friendship formed between you and, and Penny and I because of that. Yes. <laughs> Well, and I... I was honored. You know, and, well, you're very welcome, as were Penny and I. But you also mentioned in our initial meeting that you've had a prior connection with law enforcement as family. And... A little. So we... And that was quite obvious in our initial meeting. And so it helps to kind of um, take the guard down, so to speak. But... That same mindset for those that are believers in working in law enforcement, probably not so much in the Boise area or in Idaho, but in my my prior law enforcement life, you weren't outspoken about your faith. There were some, uh, it it just wasn't uh, an acceptable thing to discuss. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, depending on the location you were at, sometimes it was outright discouraged. And that also made it tough. There, I talked with officers who their mindset was, I thought I was the only one. When you were talking about how FCPO started, how surprised those officers in LA had to be to see other Christians that they knew, that they didn't know were Christian. May have suspected from how they behaved and how they acted, but not being able to quote-unquote, process at work. Yes. You know, what What a relief 
to feel that fellowship and that brotherhood there as well. Mm-hmm. I was at a uh, at a Christian camp one time where the the speaker for the event had been a law enforcement officer, went through a medical retirement, became a chaplain, and then went back to his original department to be a chaplain for that department. And he talked about his um, initial conversion and how that affected his life, both at home and on the job. And he carried a Bible. After he became a believer, he kept a Bible on the dashboard of his patrol car. And he said he had someone in the back seat one night who asked him, how can you be a cop and be a Christian? And he, he said, uh, my response to that became, as a Christian, I'm a better cop. And let's face it, that rolls into not just your profession, no matter what it is, but your family life, your relationships with friends and other people in general. If we are following the dictates of our faith, then we, we are better friends, better workers. And the, especially with law enforcement, when it can be discouraging, you need to remember and I, I actually told this from time to time to various chiefs that I work for, that yes, I work for an agency that you're in charge of, but I don't work for you. Yep. I have a faith in, in God and Jesus Christ as my Savior. I work for them, and I happen to work at the agency that you're in charge of. Colossians 3.23, do everything as unto the Lord. Absolutely. That's living it. Yep. And so that would spark some interesting conversation. And bottom line is I would just tell them, as long as you're in line with what God says, we're going to do just fine. When you're not, you need to, I'm going to give you the heads up right now. I'm going to go with the Lord every time. So. I've had to tell a couple of former employers that I, you know, <clears throat> don't ask me to compromise my values. I'll be the best employee you ever have, but don't ever ask me to compromise my values because I won't. Yes. <laughs> yep. And so, and and that's one of the things that FCPO, both on a national level and on a local level, hopes to encourage and to instill with people that a, as a believer in law enforcement, you're not alone. That. We're here to offer whatever kind of support we can through fellowship, through prayer, through the resources of the organization, and to let you know that we can come together. doesn't make any difference if you wear a blue uniform and this person over here wears a brown or a green one. That, that doesn't make any difference. And it doesn't matter where they're at in walk. They can be a brand new Christian or a seasoned Christian. That's right. There's discipleship. There's brotherhood. There's all of that. It's, it's a phenomenal group. I've actually attended one of your meetings, and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And where you see fellowship in law enforcement anyway, because it is, uh, it, it is a brotherhood, not to slight the sisters that are there, but that mentality of uh, we're warriors in battle with each other. Yep. And nobody understands it like somebody else, whether it's male or female no. in uniform. You yeah. just don't whether get it. It's, yeah. Whether it's military or, or law enforcement, 
that sense of um, dedication to the person next to you is is there. Yeah. And so, so that's one of the things that we hope FCPO can offer to to individuals who are believers or interested in becoming believers who have those questions and how does that line up with law enforcement and also to the organizations whether it's an, a department's administration that is looking for a different way to be able to provide resources for um, their officers, chaplains, and we want to offer ourselves up to any kind of assistance that we can. So where can our listeners go to find out more information or to find the local chapter? Well, if you go to the national website uh, for Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers, it will give you an overview of the history of the organization and what we offer, and some specifically what resources are are uh, available through them. And there's a link that will give you locations for local chapters. And, and that so, website is fco fcpo.org. Yes. Is that correct? And you can find a chapter in your area. And if there's not one within a reasonable um distance for you. They give you the tools and information on how to start a new chapter. And so we're, we're all about doing that. And so for locally, if anyone was wanting to contact uh, myself, you can use my email, jdwinston, W-I-N-S-T-O-N, 61, at gmail.com. And I would be glad to give you information about uh, when our local meetings are or information on how to start up a chapter of your own. That is amazing. Uh, we're out of time. You and I could talk for another hour. We could. Because we ha- even as brief as a friendship have, as we have, there's so much more we could share. Folks, that does bring our time to an end this week. Jim, thank you so much for joining me. We'll have to have you back another time. And, and we'll honored. tell tall tales and, and big stories. Yes. But, Anyway, we invite you back next week when we promise to have someone else on who will also fill you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.